0: Welcome to another episode of Ask a Jew, where a secular, sinful Israeli, that's me, spokes to her, spokes to her, religious, <laughs> pious friend, um, Haileah. Hi, Chayalea.
1: Hi. How's your dry January going? I hear you're it's, already slurring.
0: I am already slurring. I learned <laughs> from my dry January that I went out to a party last night and I actually do everything that I do when I'm drunk, I do sober. So I literally... Said things I regret to people, like ate too mm. much. She dropped my phone in the toilet when I got
1: home. No. All sober. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. Was, what a disaster.
2: Well, all, it was you it all, was it, all,
0: all along. It
1: was me all along. Because we've we've
0: identified that that's not the problem. <laughs> we have a guest with us. Very excited. You know, we're always excited when there's a boy here.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Kyla, because she's not really allowed to talk to them. But It's uh,
2: very exciting.
0: Canadian Dan Naderman is here. Naderman. Naderman? No, yes. no. Uh, how long sure? have
2: I known you? Are you sure it's not Naderman? I am sure. <laughs> okay. I've been okay. saying it that way my whole life. You Natterman. might
0: want to look into that.
2: <laughs> well, there might be people that call it Naderman. Like there's other people in the world with my last name with the same spelling, yeah. but they might pronounce it differently. We pronounce it Naderman.
0: That's the, uh, the Israeli way.
2: That uh, could be, I yeah. would
1: presume. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, Dan. My uncle, thank my thank you my uncle so lived much. in Haifa, pronounced it Naderman. Hello, Hylia. Oh.
1: Um, thank you for coming on this podcast. We don't even know why you bothered, but we're so happy to have you because I think you thought it was another podcast.
2: Well, uh yeah, Al invited me and uh prom- with promises of pie and coffee. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. And
0: I fulfilled both of those promises. So anything so we can all go downhill from here. And it already has begun. So <laughs>
1: No, listen, today's setup, like trying to get this going, is just in line with how my whole day has been going. I woke up this morning to my, I mean, this is going to sound so bougie, but like my cleaning lady texting me that she's not coming today, which on a Friday is literally like a holocaust for me. And then my sinks and plumbing all backing up downstairs. So it's been a day already. And it's only 940 in the morning.
0: Was she picked up by immigration?
1: She's an American citizen, you f- racist.
0: I'm allowed to make that joke because I'm not an American citizen.
1: So <laughs> I, if anybody's going to be picked up by immigration here, it's Yeah, me. it's you. I'm about to call them <laughs> on you. So I don't have to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> so, Dan, you're a comedian in New York, right? Correct.
2: Have you lived in New York your whole life? No, I, I'm from Stanford, Connecticut. I've been here 30 years, so I think that qualifies me to say wow. I'm a New Yorker at this point. When do you wow. be- officially become a New Yorker? Well, I don't know. I think it varies. It, it, it's a case-by-case basis. But since I started off living not too far from New York anyway, yeah. it's not like I'm from the Midwest. So, you know, for me, I think I was probably a New Yorker after 10 years.
1: So, like, I'm a Jewish mother, and I'm just curious. Like, did you always want to be a comedian? Like, did your mother approve of
2: this? Like, how did this? How did uh, you break I, it to them? Um, well, I, I, you know, I went to law school, so oh. I
1: like.
2: Um, you are Jewish. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> it was it was a process because you're right. Like, especially some Jewish families might be showbiz families, so it it it's it's okay. But we're not that kind of family, so right. it was like something. I was like, ah, that's silly you know, it was an idea that I had, but it seemed silly to me, but I was in law school here in New York at Fordham and I started doing open mics cause I was in New York anyway. And mm-hmm. so that, and then when I got my law degree, I was like, I have my law degree. So I have that in my pocket. So it was a little bit easier than to, uh, you know, to say to them and to say to myself, this is really the direction I want to go in. Wow. Did you ever I, practice law? No, I never, I never even practiced. I just, I just got a, like a normal temp. I started temping and, uh, you That's know, so cool. uh, as a day job, it was. My a, sister was a, went to Fordham, actually. Fordham Law or Fordham She went right. to
1: the social work school. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: How did your parents react when you're like, "I'm I'm not going to do this whole lawyer thing"?
2: Well, again, I have the law degree, so they figured, <laughs> okay, you know, he has the law degree; he can come back to it. Yeah.
0: So it's better I, than the other way around than being, I guess, a lawyer and saying like, my
2: fallback is comedy. Well, nobody would do that. Yeah. You know, you'd have to be an insane person. But um yeah so so and I'm also the third child so by the time we get to the third child things are forgiven more easily. Oh,
0: I know that. Yeah, I'm a third child too.
2: Uh, yeah. So because my two older sisters did normal shit, they lived life the normal way. They did everything by the book, more or less. Yeah.
0: That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, the expectations are very low. You will highlight you're the you're the the, I'm the, the oldest. oldest of like 500, right?
1: like almost of six yeah. which is small in our community but yeah. yeah i mean the oldest you need a you need to be a good role model for your siblings for sure yeah.
0: i didn't need to be a good role model for anyone yeah and and again the expectations are are pretty low I, I always say like my parents have always wanted me to marry an israeli guy and then they were like no just like marry a jewish guy and at this point <laughs> they're just like we, you know we don't care
2: as long as well what do you, what do you tend to date
0: a, like the opposite of all of that.
2: <laughs> okay, you don't you you take the, tend to date non Jewish men. Yeah,
0: yeah, non Jewish, non Israeli, non bring home to your parents,
1: yeah, kind of guys. It's, it's funny because like my oldest son, who I have four sons, Dan. So my oldest uh failed his first two driver's license tests. He'll like, hate me for saying this, but I was kind of relieved because I felt like it took pressure off everyone else because he's always been so good at everything, and so it like you know. It just gave the other boys a chance to, like, okay, if you fail, it's not such a big deal. Okay. But he, uh,
2: he was, was so upset. But
0: secretly, you were disappointed, right? <laughs>
1: no,
2: no, I was not. Okay? <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, for for a parent, I would imagine a kid getting a driver's license is pretty nerve wracking because now they're out driving, horrible, which has to be fairly frightening. Hor- the worst thing
1: that happened to me as a parent was my kids learning how to drive. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. But on the other hand, like. It's now something you can. just have to do with your kid. I mean, you want them to be good drivers, so you have but to now like, they
0: can run them. errands for you.
1: It's not that simple. Oh, yeah, you think they're sitting... I mean, the first three weeks, they're sitting waiting for, like, anything. Here, go to Vons and pick up, you know, two apples. They're in the car in a second. After a few weeks, that wears off. Yeah. And they're not, like all of a sudden they forgot how to drive.
0: I feel like that would be a, the only like really good reason to have kids is when they get <laughs> to the age where they can, you can just do sit things. on your couch and you can be like, get, like go get me my phone or, you know, I do
1: that. Oh, yeah. I, I do that a lot. Yeah. It is
2: useful.
0: Unless I could train a dog to do that.
2: that no, your dog can't helpful. do that. Are you kidding? Well, my you kids? could hire somebody and probably still come out ahead financially. That's true. I mean,
0: yeah, that's true. But then like a lab, and then they'll like, they'll call her in the morning and say they, they're, you know, they were <laughs> deported, so it's where a problem. You find
2: somebody else.
0: Yeah,
1: I know it's now, really. And
2: certain now, and there are cases where your kid could become like a you know, like uh, you know, Zuckerberg or Bill Gates, and then you know they can they can uh, they can do totally. a retirement. God, problem. that yeah. would be
1: so nice. I, well, I wish. I wish I could make that happen, but I wonder. Like, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg. I'm sure he supports his
2: parents. I'm sure all of them. Well, his do. parents had money anyway. That's, that's true. true. I mean, not not the kind of money he has. Right, they just had right. normal upper middle class money, not not super rich money. But right, that's usually true. people that are big in tech. I think this is fair to say, and I haven't done the research. I would assume that people that are bi- people that are big in sports or or people that are big in show business, their parents might not have money. But I think people that are big in tech, their parents usually have money because you have to be really smart to be big in tech, and brains beget brains. So, yeah.
0: I, but rappers rap about that all the time, like Cardi B and stuff. They're always like, "Bought my mama a house."
2: Yeah, because yeah. their parents are broke. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you went to if you're an MIT computer science major, yeah. your parents probably are not broke because your parents are probably smart, really smart as well.
1: Yeah. It's true Bill Gates didn't start off like in the hood. No, Bill
2: Gates' parents had money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How uh, else Elon, was he able Mo- to? Elon Musk's parents have money? No, yeah. I mean not like again, not like kind of money that they have. And Elon Musk money. But they yeah. no, but they had money. They had reasonable money. They weren't starving. They were, you know, upper middle but class. But then what happens right. to
1: their kids? That's the problem. Like Elon Musk's kids are probably going to be super messed up.
2: I mean, look and at Prince
0: like, look at Prince Harry, Exhib- exhibit A.
1: Ugh. I can't stand that guy. Well,
2: I just yeah, I can't. mean, you know, he's making, he's trying to be, make a living on his own, except he's not because he's making money off his family. Yeah. Instead he's, of just getting money directly from his family, he's getting money talking about his family. We
0: had he, an argument about this the other day uh, with some friends. Somebody said that their marriage is going to be very short lived. And I said, that is a solid marriage if I've ever seen one because they have nothing else, these two. Like, th- this is their business, is their relationship.
1: I just. i'm so disgusted with them i can't talk about prince harry and megan yeah Yeah. i'm i don't know why i hate them so much it's irrational i have such a a loathing family family. stan aren't you i mean not so big but like i just i mean i don't love them but it's just weird to me to go out and talk about your family that way i mean these people are like gross i don't know I don't like. Are them.
0: Orthodox Jews allowed to like the royals? Like, are are you allowed? I think so. To like? I think I mean, so. Why not?
1: As long as they're nice to the Jews, why do I care?
0: Because it's like you know, it's like the czar. You know.
1: No, we were always. What do you mean the Jews were? I mean,
2: as long as the as long as the uh, as long as you know the royals are, uh, you know, treat the Jews well. Yeah, yeah. I, you know exactly. Um, like the king of Morocco, like, apparently has a very good relationship with the Jewish community. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. When no, and in, in in all through history, Jews I, always tried to be good with the monarchs and the different people. I mean, that was how we saved ourselves in we, different countries.
0: We try to be cool with everyone. It's other people who aren't cool with us.
1: <laughs> we, we like to be cool with everyone. Exactly. <laughs>
0: we have no beef. We're with so anyone. chill. <laughs>
1: We're but such then, a chill people.
0: I want to ask you. So, I mean, you're, you're a stand-up comedian, obviously.
2: Correct. You
0: do comedy in
2: New York. But you yeah. did
0: comedy in Israel, yep, and in English. Well, like, yeah, so, I don't speak Hebrew. No, I mean, other than a
2: few, well, I speak a few that's words. That's
0: not true. I've heard. I, you speak I can Hebrew. form
2: a few cent. I can't. I couldn't come within hundred miles of doing comedy in Hebrew. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, but what's Me it like neither. doing? What's it like doing comedy in front of a bunch of English speaking Israelis?
2: Well, a lot of these English speaking Israelis are American anyway. Ah. Some of them are from England, Canada. Um, Australia, whatever. But these are English speaking Jews. uh, So it wasn't too different than doing comedy at synagogues in the United States, which I do, you know, a fair amount of. It's just really the same audience. It's Uh, just they happen to move to Israel. Um,
0: Are there jokes that like get completely different reactions? Not really,
2: because, again, these are Jews from the English speaking world, Uh, a lot of them from America, as I said. And even, even Israelis that are not from the English-speaking world, a lot of them speak English, and they're familiar with U.S. TV shows and culture. So, no, I don't think so. I mean, there were jokes I could do about Israel that I guess I couldn't do for like Jews Monday here. Monday night,
0: but not just— But the, you know
2: what? That's not even true.
0: Monday night at the Comedy Cellar at 11 what? p.m., very different than like Bitch Emish at
2: obviously. p.m. Obviously, be, but 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 comedy—the comedy cellar is very different from a synagogue gig. Yeah, right. you know, I was just doing a synagogue just this weekend in Livingston, New Jersey, and obviously, there's jokes I do there that I wouldn't do at the comedy cellar because they're just Jewish-oriented jokes or Israel-oriented jokes. Yeah. And I wouldn't go over at the comedy cellar because they wouldn't know what the hell I was talking about if I'm talking about, you know, a don alum or birthright. <laughs> 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 you know, was, I have a joke about a don alum. You know, where. I won't do the joke. But but the <laughs> point is is the point is is that the people at the comedy side don't know what a, a don't alarm is. I
0: feel like half our listeners don't know what a alarm is. It's a prayer, right?
2: It's yes, a prayer it at the is. end of the service on Saturday. Okay. It's like the last prayer you do before you get the hell out of there. Or you go to the kiddish.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> um and you get some raglach. So but that you didn't know that? What? That yeah. El doesn't Lam- know I anything don't. about know- being Jewish. Well, you know, Israelis often don't because they're Israeli. That to them is enough. That's what I said.
0: I said, we already, we're we're already there. We speak the language. Leave us alone. Like we've done, we've done our part.
1: Well, are Gentile audiences different than Jewish audiences, do you find? Well,
2: again, only insofar as I can't talk about, you know, Jewish stuff that they're not going to get. I, you know, I have a joke about Hebrew school and how the one thing I didn't learn at Hebrew school was Hebrew, but I, (laughs) which is funnier to a Jewish audience because. They understand that because they went to Hebrew school and didn't learn Hebrew.
0: But you know who yeah. didn't go to Hebrew school?
2: Yeah, El Bartur. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, because <laughs> I know about Hebrew school the same way I know about like lockers and yellow
2: school buses. Right. So if TV I were performing shows. in front of an Israeli audience that, that spoke English, I wouldn't do a joke about Hebrew school. But when I'm performing for a bunch of Americans that live in Israel, that yeah. many that did go to Hebrew school, you know. Um, that that joke would work.
1: Dan, did you grow up like with a thick Jewish identity, or what was? Well, your- I
2: grew up going to Hebrew school. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's funny. I remember coming home from Hebrew school and uh, saying to my father, "Yeah, you, you know, you know uh, the, the the teacher told us that uh, you know Moses, uh, the Red Sea, split whatever." I was telling him what the teacher, my father's like, yeah, well, whatever. I, I, you know, if you believe that sort of thing. And I'm like, wait a minute. In my head, I'm thinking, why are you sending me to Hebrew school? You clearly don't believe any of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason is because, you know, to quote feather on the roof, tradition. Right. They just do it out of tradition. And to my father doesn't believe any of this stuff. He just wants me to be, have a Jewish identity so that I can continue I mean, it didn't happen, but that I could marry a Jew and have Jewish kids and continue this for no real reason other than uh, to continue, uh, you know.
0: And they wanted some peace and quiet on the weekends.
2: That, too. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. Yes, yes. I, yeah.
0: I think everyone could send their kids to Jewish But, but for that.
2: Um, yeah, they're just, you know, like Noam, who you had on as a guest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Noam
2: does not believe in any of this. He's completely an atheist.
0: Yeah. But he's in a, he's more yeah, Israeli. He, he had his style. children
2: converted.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, which I guess she can do. His no, wife I'm, is not uh, Jewish. No, I'm Dorman. Like at birth, okay? Yeah. So I'm like, but you don't believe in any of this shit. Why are you doing it? tradition? Tradition. Tradition.
0: No, I... Just I to continue
2: I, this shit for another <laughs> thousand years or however long we can, or until Mashiach come, whichever come first.
0: I actually... I But I, I 100% get that because I am, you know, as secular as they come, I'm a little like you know as our listeners know i'm very uncomfortable around like religious things i don't go to synagogue but um but the idea of you know like having kids who aren't jewish is like mortifying to me i don't know why it's like well, would not
2: in gene you wouldn't because right. you're a woman and the comes from the mother so any kid you had
0: but you'd need would to be raise jewish, them you know? like you know i i would you know if if i do have kids i would have to send them to learn all this stuff because i wouldn't be able to teach them
1: right Oh my God! I would not let you teach your kids
2: anything about Judaism. <laughs> but they would be Jewish.
0: Jewish, that's yeah. True. Like and
2: the, uh, but the then students. it would be up to them whether they felt that way or not. Yeah. Which I think that's why.
1: Orthodox Jews are such a challenge for, like, liberal, secular Jews, because liberal, secular Jews get to decide, you know, oh, my Jewish identity is like, okay, if I go to a Seder, I feel Jewish, or if I go to Cantor's Deli, I feel Jewish, but, like, the rest of the time, I'm just, you know, a regular person, and then you see an Orthodox Jew, and you're like, ugh, (laughs) like, why— are they so Jewish all the time? Why do they have yeah. to look so Jewish? I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable.
0: Can you tone it down a little that. bit with your, yeah. with your Judaism? Exactly. I, tell, I actually want to tell a joke that Noam, um, Noam told me once and, um, and Noam Dwarman, he's in one of our earlier episodes. We'll put a link to it uh, ahead of the comedy seller. Uh, and <laughs> he was, you know, he was,
2: um, he's the owner. Yeah, it
0: sounds like, like sounds like the
1: Federation. Maybe.
0: Yeah, yes. sounds, he's the CEO of the Comedy Cellar.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, what did he, what's his joke?
0: He was, and this is your favorite topic, Kylak, is about the Holocaust. Oh, so weird. he was saying that, um, that there are a bunch of Jews getting ready to be um, executed. Right, I know this joke. By the well, may, you'll probably tell it a lot better than I do. <laughs> Would you like to tell it?
2: <laughs> well, two, no it's two Jews. They're about to be <laughs> executed by the Nazis. And one Jew says, "Can I have a cigarette?" And the other Jew says, "Don't make trouble." Is that the joke?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he told a little differently, but with the same punchline. But yeah, but Jews, (laughs) but Jews are exactly you know that like typical Jew that you're thinking about is exactly the type of Jew who would be standing and get ready, you know, getting ready to be executed, and you know, trying not not to make trouble. Like try not to make trouble. Try not to draw attention. Try not to make waves.
1: Um, I don't see us like that. I'm sorry. I don't think you are are not
0: like that. Like Orthodox Jews are not like that. But I think you know, No, I mean there's personalities, but I
1: think a lot of Jews are very like in your face and like like I I think we need to encourage that more.
2: Like I think some Jews are like that and some aren't, you know. That 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 joke probably was written, whoever wrote the whoever writes these jokes, (laughs) uh, by somebody that might have been born in Poland or something, and, and 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 was very shy and timid about being Jewish because Because the consequences were so dire. Whereas Mm -hmm. those of us in the United States grew up, most of us, I guess, grew up without fear. Mm -hmm. So that we don't don't have to have the don't make trouble attitude so much because we're used to being able to be Jewish without consequence. Right. How do you feel about Holocaust? Other other generations— did how do you
0: feel about it. the Holocaust? Are you no? Yeah, I mean, I've been I mean, gener- generally against, against
2: it. Yeah,
1: it was. <laughs> uh, no, how do you feel about Holocaust jokes? Are you like.
2: Um, or- well, you know, nah, typically I don't love them. And um, I mean, I guess I can't say across the board, but generally the ones I've heard, I'm not thrilled with, you know. Um, <laughs>
0: I did I did hear the what I thought was a perfect joke yesterday and it was like you know how everyone's talking about gas ovens now? Yeah, I don't thing. typically
2: like any joke about the Holocaust with ovens in the punchline. <laughs>
0: but this was a joke and of course now I said it's the best joke ever. I'm gonna tell it and and uh Dan is just going to walk out. But I think it was. I won't
2: walk out. I mean, if I might walk out if you were not Jewish and told it. Right? Yeah,
0: that would be worse. But I thought it was less about the Holocaust and more about the moment in culture that we're in now. And it was a tweet. And the tweet just says, do you know who else liked gas ovens?
2: Oh and it God. works
0: on so many levels. Well, but I, was that
2: a response to? <laughs>
0: it was because there's so much argument about the issue of gas ovens. And it's so quick. Everyone is so quick to compare everybody to Hitler.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the joke, which was this, <laughs> right. like, I think, conservative Jewish guy, not like somebody who was saying it seriously.
2: OK, so just, his point was to stop comparing everything to Hitler. Yeah. Which, oh, I, that, and then that I can see why that would be.
0: I thought we're well, you had so to you so have to include
2: thing. what the thing what the tweet was a response to.
0: Just the 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 discussion going on on Twitter at the time where people like basically, you know, it's like everything on Twitter. If you hate it, you're Hitler. Or OK, if you love right.
2: It, OK. So so that joke. Yes. Um, if, if you're the point you're making is that you're 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 parroting the fact that everybody compares everything to Hitler. And, you know, and says, well, Hitler thought this. So, you know, yeah, uh, yeah in that sense, sure, that could be a a um, a good joke. How do you yeah, know yeah. if a joke is going to work or not? I mean, do you have to just I, try it I out? I never do. I never do. Some people might have a sense of it. I don't. I have to try it out and then it, it either works or it doesn't, but I'm I'm never uh, confident. I'm always unsure. And it's not until I try it out and it oh. works a couple of times because sometimes it works once, but that's a fluke. Mm. So if it works 3 or 4 times, then I know it works. What's have- that I feeling like? No, uh, What's that feeling like when no one laughs? When like, no one laughs? Yeah. Oh, look, it's you go on to the next joke. I mean, that's it's it's frustrating cuz you thought, "Oh, I have a new joke that's going to work," and it doesn't and you're disappointed. So it's yeah, you're disappointed and you're frustrated, you but it's not the worst a, thing in the world.
0: Do you ever have a joke that you you didn't expect it to get such a good reaction? Well,
2: if I didn't expect it to get a good reaction, I wouldn't do it.
0: Mm. No, but like I'm, I I don't
2: like that. try out jokes that I think are just going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's Some people like, might, but if I tell a joke, it's because I think it's got the potential to get a big laugh, and so if it if it does, then I'm not shocked by it because I thought yeah, that it had that that's potential.
0: Actually, interesting observation because like I don't know anything about comedy, but I would think it's like every job, like not everything you would put out there. Like I would think you would necessarily expect to be hilarious. Maybe like you have different levels of Um
2: My I try to every joke try I try to the goal is for it to be hilarious. Okay. Maybe that's the wrong way to go about. I was gonna say maybe that's why you're good at your job. Well, also maybe maybe that's too high a standard because sometimes you could be thought provoking and interesting, but not hilarious. Oh, nobody mm. wants that. You know, like a Chappelle sometimes is, is not right. even is telling a joke. He's just saying shit.
1: Mm. Who are your um, favorite
2: comedians? Well, um, look, I'm over the whole comedy thing. Let's face it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I mean, I like David Tell. Most most comedians will tell you that. Uh, you know, I've, I mean, he's dead now, but Mitch Hedberg, I've just been he's been popping up on my TikTok feed a lot. And I'm just sort of rediscovering him because I haven't heard him in a long time. And I mean, he was, you know, I, he, he 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 was certainly interesting. It's um, interesting. You know, um I don't know. Uh, I always enjoy uh, Tracy Morgan, but maybe mm. it's just for the spectacle of it.
1: <laughs> the um, the uh, Orthodox world really loves comedy. Uh, do you know what a badkin is? Have you ever heard of that? No. A badkin is a comedian who gets hired to come to like a wedding or a part, like any kind of life cycle event in someone's home or at a hall. And they literally like roast the family of, you know, whoever's hosting the party. And it's a very common thing in the Hasidic world to hire a batchan to come and do that. And oh, it's okay. actually hilarious. It's so fun, and they roast the parents and the siblings and the bride and groom. And it's just a big part of like do they ever celebration. Cross a line? I mean, it- not they don't cross they lines. Hire but, the right bodkin <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're ones that are really popular, and they like. It, it, it sometimes it's really funny. Like they'll make fun of, they like literally make fun of people, but it's always in good, you know, in good taste. And but like,
2: does Modi do bodkin work?
1: Um, I don't do you know think who Modi so. is. Yeah, of course I know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, Modi. no, no, but he's fun. He's really I think he's really funny. Uh, Modi
2: is like the go-to comedian for the Hasidic community. Yeah, that was that, Elon Gold and and uh, Elon also. Yeah, yeah. and and Avi Lieberman to a lesser extent. Yes, yeah. Avi Lieberman too. Yes, I felt but, bad because Avi and Modi and, uh, and Elon are the kings of that, uh, that uh, demographic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they really understand the community, and they're able to just like come in, and it's it's actually really funny. Is Elon's all great.
2: Clean. Yes. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, their comedy is clean. I think it's clean.
0: Yeah, or maybe they happen. And after dark, uh, no, they no, they know their no, crowd.
2: They know their crowd. They know. They can yeah.
1: tell. They yeah. can tell, like, my dad does, like, a gala every year for his synagogue. He's a Chabad rabbi. And it's a mixed crowd. I mean, mostly non-Orthodox people at the at the event. So Modi, we've had Modi, we've had Elon, we've had Avi Lieberman. Like, they look at the crowd and they know. If they come in and everyone's wearing black hats and has long beards, <laughs> then they know that crowd. So you just yeah. adjust a little bit here and there. and You're you not going to
0: do the one about the prostitute that
1: walked into a bar. Yeah. yeah. They've pushed the. They they know when to push the envelope. And have when you have not a non
2: Jewish comic at your events? Never.
1: Or? Oh, I I'd, I'd
0: want to watch that because
2: sometimes that goes over. Like this guy Tom Carter does a lot of Jew, and he's obviously not Jewish. Yeah, Carter, Carter's not a particularly Jewish name, but um, <laughs> but he does a lot of these events. Yeah, and, and 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 they like him because it's something different. When when Avi Lieberman does shows in Israel, you're talking about going to Israel do comedy. Ivy Lieberman likes to bring two non-Jewish comics yeah. and one Jewish, sometimes three non-Jewish comics.
0: He brought out uh, Craig Robinson. Yeah, he, right. he
2: brings a lot of, he likes to bring black comics. He likes to bring something that he thinks that people in Israel will find to be different yeah. and unique. And the idea of like hearing somebody who's not Jewish talk about their perspective on Israel is actually quite interesting. It's true. That's We're used true. to Jews going to Israel. We're not used to hearing what. A, a black American, for example, right, thinks of Israel, right?
1: right. That's a or good point. Or an Irish
2: Catholic thinks of you know, so that, you know, from Boston. So that's uh, interesting, you interesting. That's know. true. Yeah. Good
1: point. Maybe this year we'll have to uh, expand our uh, our pool. Yeah, that's a good I, idea.
0: I like I like when comedy kind of you know just walks on the edge a little bit, and I feel like I would love to see a non Jewish comedian tell Jewish jokes, so kind of poke fun a little bit at the audience and kind yeah. of try to figure out where that line is. Yeah,
2: I mean, if you do it just delicately enough, it can be very effective. Yeah. But
1: I think in my head I would like but that, gotta but then... Del- it's
2: got to be delicate.
1: I know. See, that's the thing. Like, I think inside I want that, but then when Dave Chappelle, like, who I love, and I watch all of his, you know, specials, and I think he's hilarious, but then the second he starts talking about Jews, I'm like, I hate this guy, and I want to, like, he needs to be, you know, silenced. Like, so, I don't know. <laughs> I got- cancel him. <laughs> I don't want, I mean, I don't believe in cancel culture at all, but, like, I just, I think I want it, but then when it happens, I'm not that happy. Well, it's so. got to be
2: done very delicately, as I said. Yeah, yeah. It has to be done with, with great, you know, in a spirit of of, of love and appreciation. Yeah. It, there can't be any meanness to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what Chappelle doesn't, uh, you know, when he's talking about the Jews, uh, I don't get the expression, uh, the, the impression that it's done out of love.
0: Yeah, it's like when a friend right. pokes fun at you versus, like, you're right, you no know, right. a boss or something. Like it's it's a whole different meaning. It might be the exact same words. Yeah. See, what also,
1: you- I, I'm thinking about it. Like, I get less offended when it's just about Jews in general. But once people start with Israel, I don't know why. That just puts me on edge. Like, this is a complicated issue. Don't like step in it. Yeah, it's no. not your place. But it's stupid because I comedy should be able to like talk about any complex issue. But I, I don't I know. Maybe to I'm say too say sensitive. That-
0: I lose my sense of humor when it comes to Israel. I hate, I hate that about myself. I can joke about the Holocaust because I know that most people who joke about the Holocaust don't really mean it. You're not like really happy that people were, you know, (laughs) terrible things happen, but I do. I, I turn into a very obnoxious, like Karen type. I think when people joke about Israel and that's, you know, that's like my issue. Well,
2: because you know that what so much of the world views Israel in such a negative way and, 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 you know, absolute What's the word? Demonization mm -hmm. of Israel. You know, you, you don't really feel like even if they have a good point, you (laughs) don't want to give it to them (laughs) on on certain limited issues. You don't even want to give them that because you you don't feel they you know, because they're, they're, they're being so one-sided.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, Um, and, and also just, you know, that they're, God, I'm going to sound like so obnoxious about this. But I feel like sometimes when you you tell a certain joke, uh, I mean, you know, every joke is based, maybe not every joke, but a lot of jokes are based on kind of a a grain of truth, right? Mm. And if your grain of truth is so flimsy about Israel, if you're basing it on something that is actually not true or not factual, um, yeah, that's that's not fun. Well, when Dave Chappelle
2: said that, uh, you know— he, it's kind of a long joke about how um, this black uh, slave became a slave owner. Mm-hmm. And he said, how could anybody do that after having suffered? How could anybody treat people in the same way? He goes, and I wrote a movie about that called Space Jews.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and it's, it's a reference to an earlier joke about space Jews that he did, but basically implying that the Jews suf- suffered throughout history and are now doing it to the Palestinians, that that's right. I, I assume that's what he meant. Yeah, yeah, I and, and uh, I did not particularly care for that joke. Same, because, I was so upset <laughs> at that because you know you see it all the time on Twitter that you know people say the Jews are doing the same thing to the Palestinians that was done. I mean, it's such a absurd, mm-hmm. horrific.
0: But if you repeat it enough times,
2: accusation that that you know, given that, no, I I didn't particularly like that joke. Right. I, I mean, I, you know, um, I think. I, I, you know, and Dave, he probably believes it. He probably, I'm not saying he's anti Semitic in any way, shape, or form, but I'm, I think my, he's just wrong. My guess is <laughs> he he's, be wrong. My guess is he's, he's anti Israel. In- yeah. And, um, yeah. And probably believes sincerely that he, his cause is just. And so I don't condemn him necessarily. Right. But I think he's wrong, as, as Yael said. Do you,
1: uh, use comedy to, like, attract women? <laughs> well, what else am I going to use? <laughs> <laughs> Your law degree. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, obviously that's uh, that's a benefit, you know. Yeah. Um, well, on the other hand, my, my I put, I, my priority is funny over getting laid. So whereas other mm. comics might not do jo- might avoid certain jokes because they don't, it, it's not cool, it doesn't paint them in. Like, I'll do a joke about my bad back. Well, that's not very sexy and it indicates... <laughs> right. It indicates being old, and it's not completely unsexy. But if it's a funny joke, I'll do it because I prioritize funny over sexy.
0: That's yeah. Uh, so but not every com,
2: not every comic does. Some comics,
0: but women are pr- strange.
2: prioritize sexy.
0: Women are attracted to all kinds of weird things. I had a conversation yesterday with somebody about Malcolm Gladwell and how a lot of now, if you don't know Malcolm Gladwell. A lot of people think he's very, very smart. He writes all these books, but I think we can all agree here, objectively, not an attractive. Well, man.
2: let me take a look at him. Yeah, I- <laughs> take a
0: look at him. He looks.
2: I don't know what he looks like.
0: Like like a cartoon character from
1: the '80s.
2: Yeah, he's not very. attractive.
0: But apparently, um, you know, some ladies are really into him because he is smart and successful and you know, published author or whatever. So, you know, women are weird. No,
1: women definitely prioritize other things over looks generally. I mean, definitely humor, definitely brains, money. I mean, it's like a proven, like, scientific thing that... I'm
0: so glad I don't have to attract women because
1: I feel like it's so complicated. (laughs) And also, well, we it's
2: start, harder the other
1: way. But you get more. Uh, you have more yeah. options. Yeah, it's much harder so being a woman.
2: If, if you're if you're a woman, you just have to be beautiful. No, but we
1: say we
0: want one thing, and then we say we want the other. Like we want a really powerful guy, but not too powerful. We want him to be really, really smart, but he can't be like cocky. And he has to be funny, but like don't make a joke out of everything. That's, I don't know. Good.
1: I think men have it easier. Come on, women have I to be models. Easier.
2: Women have to be models. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. much harder. I know.
1: No, you don't think so, Yao? That women have to be models? No, like, well, men are uh,
2: very attracted to.
0: Need to take care beauty. of themselves.
2: And, and uh, I'm looking at Malcolm Gladwell. I don't think he's particularly ugly. <laughs> really? I, I mean,. Because I'm you're attracted if... to his power? And, no, because right? I'm just. I'm looking at him. I'm not seeing an ugly guy necessarily. He's you know, a weirdo. Uh, he's, he's, he's,
0: a, he's a little, he's, he's a little uh, strange looking. Strange looking. No, but well, like, I
1: mean, Bill Gates is ugly and he had a beautiful well, wife. He had a lot of money, and he was smart, and other qualities but, uh, I, I, attracted her.
2: What about Neil deGrasse Tyson? Any takers?
1: Mm.
0: Mm, too. He's too. Um, he's like too. Uh, what's the word? Not cocky, but like arrogant for me. But again, I like, like Sam me Harris. A little bit arrogant. Oh, we love <laughs> Sam Harris. Big fan. See, I, Sam. Har- Sam Harris arrogance. Yeah, works. smart. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I feel like he's making fun of
2: me. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, but what again, about like another girl would say absolutely to him? Yeah, himself. I mean, but there's a lot of men like Jerry Seinfeld is not particularly attractive, but he's, but he's super Jerry funny Seinfeld. And, Come on, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he was dating. I remember when I he was dating like a teenager. Was Shoshana Lonstein? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what was she see? What did she see in him? But, but he had a lot. I mean, of he, at
2: the time, he was only about 33, which. Looking back seems quite young. I guess when I was that age, I didn't think it was that young. Yeah, but, exactly. But for an eighteen-year-old, that's yeah. She was eighteen. He was like thirty-three. I think at the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's a pretty big difference at it's, those ages.
2: Yeah, at those ages, I guess it's a big difference. Once you start dipping into the teenage years, you know. But um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> those that st- you should stay away from those that start. But with it's, the a one. 15,
2: it's a fifty It's a fifteen-year age difference, which.
0: 30 to 45. It's
1: not insane. that crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I mean, that's it's true. it's a
2: big age difference, but it's not insane. We see it happening at, all that's the time. True. Do do comedians support
1: each other generally? Is there like a sense of camaraderie between like comedians well, or is it a, com- a competition? I more? think there's.
2: I think it's both. Yeah. I think there's competition, but it's also camaraderie. And comedians are very good. If a comedian like gets sick, they, you know, they go fund me. I mean, there's mm-hmm. one comedian that had a, he had a thankfully benign brain tumor, but it was still a big deal. And and they did a GoFundMe for him. He was mm. uninsured. Oh, jeez, that's they nice. did a GoFundMe for him, and like they raised like a few hundred grand, like very, very quickly. That's right. Nice, like like Jews, uh, you know, very quickly you can. I mean, if they, God bless co- comedians, if you're sick, they'll raise money for you. Now, <laughs> be nice if they helped you when you were, you know, well. Wow. Maybe- <laughs> <laughs> when you were well, and they do. I mean, like comedians help their friends.
1: Yeah. Like
2: Amy Schumer's always been good to her friends, giving them jobs. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, opening for her or writing for her.
0: What happens if you have a friend as a comic that you really, really love, and that friend is not a good comic?
2: Um. Ooh. Well, that's fine, unless you're in a position where you, um. And that can happen. You know, you could like somebody personally, but not love their act.
0: Because I'm sure you help each other out a lot. Like you you When it right. well, show and you're like, I'll let me recommend
2: I have no man. power, so it's easy for me. I can't help you. <laughs> but yeah, if I was in a position of power and they said, hey, Dan, we're friends. Can you get me a writing job? And then, or get me a, an acting job? And I didn't think they were talented. Then it would be an issue. Yeah, that could happen. Uh, you know? That's a hard then, then you'd have to, to pass be. the buck. you have to say... I, I for you, I'm telling you, I really went to bad for you. But the producer, you know, he, <laughs> he just for whatever reason, you know.
0: Do you find sometimes wants to go
2: in another direction? But you, Pat, you got to that, you know. But yeah, it can be it can be tricky, right? If that happens, Do but like find, I said, I'm not-
0: um, uh, sometimes we asked Noam this too, like that when comedians are together, and this is something I had experienced with some people I know. I feel like they're always like, like on,
2: like they're trying to bounce off each other. Um. I don't know. Um I, I think newer comedians that are trying to prove themselves might be more like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. I don't have anything to prove comedically, so uh I'm mm. not gonna necessarily be on. Um you know. Uh it is I mean, if we're on, it's because that's you know, we're just feeling in, in a playful mood, but I that I wouldn't say necessarily that's the case with more experience. I think, again, the newer ones might be trying to prove something.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a, probably a big difference between somebody who's just getting started and somebody who's been in the game for
2: for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I would think so. What know, about
1: but, this idea that comedians are really depressed and,
2: like, tortured souls? Uh, and- yeah, I think a lot of that is – I think there's a lot of truth in there. You know, I mean, you know, I think just artists in general, people that get into that kind of yeah. line of work, um, you know, starting – yeah, it, tend to be a little, uh, you know, more mentally unstable on average. Um, I you mean, who- look—it's it's, it's the industry that I know best. So I, you know, I don't know how many lawyers are depressed because I'm I'm not in that world. <laughs> right. I assume that they're depressed too. Yes. People talk about doctors having high rates of suicide,
0: dentists, right?
2: Yeah. dentists that also have access to like you know drugs that can where they can kill themselves more easily with.
0: Yeah, I mean, so it's going to be harder that. for a comedian to kill themselves just given like the workplace. Well,
2: we don't have uh, access to to the to the chemicals.
1: Yeah, That's
2: that true. a doctor would do you incorporate
1: po- politics into your comedy or do you stay away from Not that like-
2: much? Not that much. Yeah. I mean, you know, not that much. No, I don't because and you divide the room, you know, I mean, right. if you're at the cellar, for example, you don't know what the, you know, how, what the political affiliations are. I tend to be pretty centrist anyway. Right. Um, you know, I don't have any generally, but I mean, I have views obviously, you know, um,
0: what was it like? Um, what was it like during COVID for you? Like at the beginning when you still couldn't really get out there, and obviously, like people
2: were doing Zoom. Comedy. I was doing Zoom comedy, yeah. How and was I was that? getting money from the government, and uh, <laughs> I was doing Zoom comedy here and there, which was awkward. But you know, it was, it was weird. I was in my apartment doing comedy
0: did that go away entirely zoom comedy did
2: i think so i think it's gone yeah Yeah, i mean i don't know somebody might still do it but i think it's gone
0: yeah
2: but uh yeah i was in my apartment and i i made the joke about i said you know my neighbors would bang on the door saying hey shut up in there or at least do some new jokes so (laughs) so i got a joke out of it that's funny Um, yeah so you know which is a joke i still do i'll say you know i was we're doing comedy over zoom during the pandemic and Mm. my you know the walls are thin in new york so my neighbors (laughs) are back um So that was one benefit. And I wrote a book during the pandemic. Which I don't know if you're aware of.
0: No, tell us about your book.
2: It's called Iris Spiro Before COVID. I started writing it before COVID. And then COVID came along and I said, well, because it took place in the present. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I can't ignore COVID if it takes place in the present. So I had it end. I ended the novel when when COVID started. And so it's called Iris Spiro Before COVID because it's... (laughs) and i iris Spir- spiro is the main character and he's a comic it's semi autobiographical and semi not autobiographical
0: what happens to iris
2: spiro before covid <laughs> before covid you have to read the book after, yeah. after covid we don't know but before uh-huh. covid well it's 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 con- he he writes a memoir it's like a memoir within a novel so he writes a memoir and with uh, whilst writing the memoir he learns about himself and why he is the way he is. So it's like a memoir within a novel. It, with the, the character in the novel writes a memoir. That's, and then he that's learns funny. about, oh, this is why I have, you know, uh, these issues with the opposite sex or with success. He's afraid of success. He, he 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 sabotaged his career. He was an Oscar-winning screenwriter, and then his career went downhill after it that. It's like
0: two books in one.
2: Two books in one, yeah. Wow. That's, wow. Two so Kyla
0: and I love um, to talk about writing. Yeah. We never <laughs> do it. But we like to talk about how one day we we'll, we will write. But how do you how did you do that? How did you sit
2: down and like write? Little by little, little by little Little by little. It's just you know we look that you do. You, if you write a page a day, you vent, after a year you have a novel. You know. Mm. So uh, and I didn't even write a page a day. So it was like two years I had a novel. But still, <laughs> it gets done eventually. Mm. You know. But you don't have to be there all day long. Right. Anyway. So. So um, I, I, little by little is how I would respond to that. Wow.
0: You know? So you were very productive in the
2: overall well, I was somewhat productive. Years. I also bought a guitar. <laughs> and, and, and for six months, I was going at it pretty hard. And then all of a sudden, I just hit a point where I'm like, nah, eh, fuck this. <laughs> I'll, I'll never be great at it. I might as well just listen to other people that are. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fun. But I just, for whatever reason, I hit a wall after six months or so. Same thing happened to me when I took piano lessons mm. as a kid. I was all into it. This is the greatest thing ever. And I was pretty good I guess for for a new person you know as good as anybody I guess mm-hmm. for somebody that's just starting and then after a period of time, six months a year, it's just I lost all interest and I think that's what separates uh the the, the you know the professional musicians from everybody mm-hmm. else the people that really stick to it
0: yeah, I know. can relate to not wanting to do something if you realize that you're not gonna be the best at it like it's it's not it's it's not a the best uh you know, thing to way to look at life, but I can totally relate to that of like, you know, Oh, I'd love to, I was, I was talking to somebody yesterday who was in Cirque du Soleil and she does, um, she trains people on like acrobatics and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would love to learn that, but not for the process, but for the
1: results, right? right.
0: Like if I can't do like, you know, a backflip, then like, why bother?
1: Mm hmm. It's about discipline. I mean, when I was a kid, I started a million things and my parents were, wanted to kill me. What I wanted to learn how to sew. I so went to one class. I'm like, fuck that. Then I, I'm going to learn piano. My mother would drop me off in a park. I mean, this is crazy, but she would drop me off in a park. And this guy had keyboards set up in like the <laughs> room there. And we would, my sister and I would go and like learn how to play on the keyboard. We went like three times, you know, and then my sister wanted to go to gymnastics. She went twice. Like we just had no uh, discipline.
2: I think that's the difference. I mean, other than innate talent, which obviously is important. I I think perhaps even more important is people that can stick to shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Somebody is willing to go, you know, uh, practice piano for an hour a day, two hours a day, every single day, year after year, after year, after yeah. year, they're going to become a good pianist. Exactly. You know, and I have no discipline. I think any probably most people could learn to be a good musician. I don't know if, Great musician, well, maybe that requires some innate level. I but
1: mean, I, I remember know. reading about Michael Phelps and what he went through to learn to be the kind of swimmer that he is. I mean, every right. day for years and years, 4 a.m., going to the pool, swimming for four hours before school. I mean, literally, like, the commitment that he put into that right. swimming. Like you, know, you have
2: to have a love for it or I know. You'll never, you're not going to do it.
0: Or Michael Jackson, whose father told him that if he's not the greatest musician Basically, he'll be like in prison, or like there's nothing in him. Like it was yeah. like the fear of failure mm-hmm. was. A yeah, big we drive didn't get any him. of
1: that.
2: No, My parents yeah. were like, You're not good at anything.
1: Just don't, just stay home and
2: read. That was it. <laughs> just, you're good Stop. at reading. Okay. Yeah, like you, you could have either the carrot or the stick. <laughs> yeah. So in Michael Jackson's case, I guess it was the stick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And his father was, I think, literally was like a tyrant. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, you know. they, those kids were his. I mean, it sounds cynical to they say they were his a meal ticket, out. yeah. But also, he thought like he thought like he told his kids like you're never like you don't want to be a factory worker like mm-hmm. me. You don't want to live this like awful, awful life like mm-hmm. me. This is your one chance to get out of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Talking about Michael Jackson, Lisa Marie Presley died yesterday. And I went on a deep dive, you know, when you start reading one thing after another. Um, And I mean, the sad life that she had, I mean, her father, ODs, Michael Jackson, her husband dies. Her son killed himself in 2020, her 27-year-old son, who was also a drug addict. She was a cocaine addict and went in and out of rehab for years. And then I was reading, and I did not know this, but apparently Elvis was Jewish or at no, least, no,
2: no, no. Tell- I mean, I, his great—yeah, I've, I've, I've heard people say that, but it's—I don't believe it's true. I—I I, I know that people have said that they like one of his ancestors. His great grandmother. I know. But I don't. I've, I don't uh, think he was Jewish I'm, I'm no, not but saying I, he. I've, I've also read that he doesn't actually have any Jewish ancestry. That's. <clears throat> That's sort of an urban legend, but it's not true. Well,
1: yesterday, I mean, I was reading and quite a few articles mentioned it. I mean, and at the end of his life, he was wearing high necklaces. Yeah, and he, mug he, and thought it was, <laughs> he
2: thought it was true.
1: I know. His great-grandmother but, uh, had a, had a uh, what's it called? A tombstone. What's it called? Uh, a matzeva. How do you say it in English? The, the stone. Yeah. yeah, on the grave. Yeah. And it had a mug and david on it.
0: I, do, I don't know. Jews love to claim... I mean, I like don't know if I want to claim people. Elvis. I'm just saying, <laughs> and like, nobody. But no, nobody is trying to claim. Like you know, I'm trying to think like of somebody who who behaved badly. Like nobody's no no Jew is trying to claim Michael Jackson. Let's say,
2: <laughs> right,
0: right. But okay, was,
2: Elvis. Pre- this is ethnic celebs, which I, as far as I'm concerned, is the leading authority <laughs> on the ethnicity of celebrities. What so does it Elvis? Say? Elvis Presley ethnicity English Scottish, along with some German and French, remote Dutch. And Danish, possibly other, um, and let's see what it says. If it says anything about, um, it's uh, listen. Possible. He didn't
1: wasn't raised Jewish. In fact, he was a okay. Here guy. we go.
2: Here we here we go. This is from Ethnus Celebs, the source <laughs> for celebrity ethnicities. <laughs> There is a claim that Elvis' matrilineal great great grandmother, said to have been named Nancy Burdine, was Jewish. It is possible that Elvis and his family believed this as well. However, research has shown this claim of Jewish ancestry to be highly unlikely mm. and that Elvis' matrilineal great great grandmother was almost certainly a different woman, Celia Ann Butler. Uh, it is not clear if Anthony, blah, 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 blah. Wow. Uh, anyway, so, are you so sure this isn't an anti-Semitic website. No, they, they, no, <laughs> because this website has a lot of people that are Jewish on That's it. That's interesting. It's, it's just a ethniccelebs tells you the celebrity, the ethnicity of every celebrity. He he lived in the
1: same house as a rabbi growing up, and he was the Shabbos guy for them. That is true, because the family wrote about it, and he spoke about it.
2: Yes, um, he had a lot of Jewish associations. Yeah, yeah, uh, and might have believed that he was partially Jewish, perhaps. But they researched according to ethnacelebs.com, does not bear that <laughs> Fine, out. Fine,
1: I'm will. i going to believe that. Also, the other thing that I realized when I was doing all this reading on Elvis is like he was in his early 40s when he died, and he looked like he was 80. I was shocked.
0: But back then, everybody looked like they were 80. They were he all was, looked old, yeah.
2: He looked yeah. so
1: old. He was only well, like 42. The, 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 you
2: know, uh, in the movie Cocoon, um, uh, Wilfred Brimley was like 53, the actor. And he played, like, this elderly guy in, like, a a nursing home.
0: And all the parents in the sitcoms, they were all, like, in their, like, mid-40s or something,
1: right? Well, like, the Golden Girls and the Sex and the City Girls are the same age. Like, in the current, (laughs) literally, in the current season, this new season of Sex and the City that came out, they're the same age as the Golden Girls. I mean, it's, like, hard to even um, put that together, you know? And the Golden Girls had a much more fabulous lifestyle, if you ask
2: me. (laughs) Yeah, and frozen. and Archie Bunker was probably like in his mid forties when that <laughs> show started, and 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 he seemed like as a kid watching that show, yeah. like this guy's fucking old as shit.
1: Yeah, somebody just ran into my old science teacher in the grocery store. I mean, he was an old man. I had him in like nineteen ninety one. Okay. And he was an old man then. And now it's 2023. And he was in the grocery store. Well, I'm like, how is this possible? How is this possible? (laughs) But he's alive. I know with the perspective on age is really funny as you get. But I do
2: think that, well, we were younger, so people seemed older, but I also think people are younger now. Yeah, for sure. I think people that are, I think that being 50 in 1950 was an old dude. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, And less so now. Yeah. You know,
0: there's also something about getting old where like I remember when I first noticed that people on TV were younger than me because there was a certain point you like most of your life when you're growing up, everybody on TV is older, like they're important people. And then all of a sudden you're like the newscaster is my age. Oh, no, the newscaster is younger than me. And then the first time I went to a doctor that was younger than me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what what does this person know about life at 36? (laughs) like, no, that's actually, they probably have like a lot of medical experience. Yeah, when the president
2: is younger than you, which hasn't happened to me yet. (laughs) But there have been presidents that were younger than me when they were president. I just wasn't. You know, yeah. Obama yeah. was a very young president. Obama was yeah. in his forties, right? When he, yeah, they yeah were Clinton young. was in his forties. Yeah, yeah. Kennedy was forty, I believe. Yeah, now wow. we have these old geezers that are like But part they're of making a us feel better. Generation. Yes, they make us feel better. Like when I yeah. see us like a Senate debate, I feel good. <laughs> because-
0: I loved watching the ones with Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey when, when they had the them come for the hearings. Yeah. About Twitter and Facebook yeah. and all that and <laughs> hearing some of these senators' <laughs> questions. <laughs> And it, there are all these memes going on about the senators asking, like, you know, like pointing a computer at them and asking them how to, like, attach a file to their email.
1: <laughs> no, that, it's, that's the entertainment that I like. It's funny. In the orthodox world, there's this disparity about aging because the men get very gray and have beards. And so they look older than they are. But the women who wear wigs
2: they don't look get gray much yet.
1: younger. And so it happens all the time to all my friends and everyone that people assume that it's like a father and daughter, but meanwhile oh. it's just a husband and a wife. It happens all the time. Well, that time. happens
2: in New York City too, except it's an age. Difference. It's just an age difference between <laughs> right. the between a boy, you know. No, it's in our sugar communities- daddy. It's a sugar daddy. <laughs> But yeah, you can't tell in New York who's the fa if it's the father (laughs) or the boyfriend.
0: Chaya is anti aging like taking uh, the Orthodox
1: community uh,
2: by storm. storm?
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting you mentioned that because I was just talking to my sister about it yesterday, and I do feel like a lot of my friends. Sorry to those of you who listen, you're not going to be happy with me, but um, I think a lot of my friends are becoming obsessed with it and like doing things to their faces and inserting and and yeah. I mean, it's definitely very, yeah, very pervasive, I think, right now. And it became so much easier to get, you know, just little things done. Like, I have a friend who just, like, puffed up her under eyes and people everyone i know is talking about fraxel i don't even know what these things are but these everybody's doing shit to their faces yeah
0: yeah i would i wouldn't think that it would be like a big deal in the orthodox community but i guess well you know, everybody
1: wants to look girls good. girls are girls yeah everybody wants to look good i mean and the, and the truth is i i mean this is a weird thing to say but the skinnier you are the more work you need to do to your face when you have few extra pounds, oh. there's not that you it's know. Smooth, no, it right. smooths it smooths it out. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so my friends who are all like not eating and exercising ten times a week also need to have injections put in their face. So anyway, that's my TED talk exercise about uh, is is, uh,
0: is a scam in general.
1: Because I'm,
0: no, because I have um, I I. I exercise quite regularly and I have um, lower back problems now, speaking of of sexy things. (laughs) And I went I went to the chiropractor and he was like, you have to, like, work on this muscle. I'm like, I work. I, I this is a pretty strong muscle. He's like, no, it's pretty weak. And then I realized, oh, because I haven't been working on it for the last year or so. Like once you start exercising, you're screwed because you have to keep doing it. Otherwise, your body will fall apart. So that's, just don't start. I don't, I that's don't my think advice. That,
2: I don't I don't know if not exercising at all is the <laughs> preferable solution, but <laughs>
1: it's you know, a yeah. scam. I don't it's know. Like well speed. it may be,
2: you know, it may be.
1: Yeah. I mean you run. Doesn't that work all the muscles? I don't know.
0: No, no, no. That's that he told me. He's like specifically, Oh, you're not running from your glutes. You're running from your from your I don't know what. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm i I'm just running from my legs. Yeah, I guess. And people always tell you, like, listen to your body. Listen. And I'm like, no, my body wants to sit home and like eat pizza and watch <laughs> Netflix. Um, I know. So totally. it's uh, exercising is a scam. Getting old is a scam. I don't know how we got. No, from thank God. To we have to
1: be happy things. about getting old. Are you kidding? I, I love it. I mean, we should just keep trucking along. It's better than the alternative. Getting young. No, like dying uh, and yeah. not getting old. Come on. <laughs> like we can get young there's so much to do like I feel I mean I'm 42 but like I feel wow. I mean look I had four kids in my 20s and so I kind of feel like I'm at a new stage in life my kids are older I'm like you know my I have so many different opportunities like I'm young and I'm just like ready to start the next chapter you know what I mean Yeah, you're, you're as young as a golden girl <laughs> exactly uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, who knows what I have in me? Like I, I want to sure. live a I want to live to see like great grandchildren for sure.
2: What do you, uh, um, are you? Are you? Are a grandmother? Not yet. Okay. My well, oldest girl, old? he's twenty. So okay. A few oh years. my god,
0: I'm I'm gonna make so much fun of you when you're a grandmother, <laughs> but that's a shame. Soon.
2: Well, I have a high school friend who's who's going to be a grandfather soon. He's his his daughter's pregnant. I mean, it, it was kind of yeah, it's kind of shocking, you know, to be to be at the age where friends are. Yeah. I mean. You know, where it's possible that your friends are grandparents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My
1: friends are grandparents for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you have a girl first, I mean, that's how the things work. We all got married at like 20. If you had a girl first, then she's already 22 now. So she's married and had a kid. And I just happen to have boys. So my boys get married a little bit older. But uh, I have many friends who are grandparents. You have how many kids? You have four? I have four. I have four boys. Four boys? Yeah. My boys. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But like my cousin, you know, has fourteen kids, and her daughter's married, Jeez. and will have babies, and she'll probably have more babies. And it's did she
0: just, have fourteen pregnancies, or yeah. are there like some twins in there? No, or no,
1: fourteen. Yeah. Wow. My mother in law had fourteen kids. Wow. No twins. Yeah.
0: That is.
1: I know everyone's <laughs> like. I mean, it's fine.
0: How does she like? How do you make it? You just always have to have a cake because there's always like a birthday. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I grew up making our we had to make our own birthday cakes. What do you what do you think? My mother made us birthday cakes. <laughs> no, you got a box of Duncan Hines out of the closet. You made your cake and then You made the your fam- own birthday
0: cake? Obviously. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard. No, why? You it wasn't up? sad.
1: You what grew I- oh, you grew up in Long Island, you said? No, in Long Beach. I, li- I grew up in Long oh, Beach, California. Long Beach. Oh, California. Yeah. But
2: yeah. where are you in Long Beach now?
1: Yeah. I still oh, live okay. here. Oh, yeah. She grew up with Snoop Dogg. They yeah, were the same me uh, and Snoop gang. Dogg. We were besties. OK, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, we made our own cakes and then they everyone saying happy birthday and it was fine. I'm not damaged from it. I just <laughs> don't do that to my own kids.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, you know,
1: I buy them, damaged, that, you know, no, like growing up, like getting a birthday cake from a bakery was like I thought only the very richest people did that like who, who would buy a bakery cake? I mean, that was like outrageous to me. I mean, you just baked at home, yeah. but, and it was like such a luxury. So till today, I mean, I still live with that now that like, it's a luxury for me. When I buy a cake, I feel like a million bucks. Yeah. It's well, so everybody
0: should, everybody, <laughs> when you, when you're done listening to this podcast, should go out and buy themselves a cake. <laughs> no, I think if you take anything from this, exactly. is that
1: Elvis was Jewish. <laughs> And buy yourself a cake. I think we should label this the misinformation podcast. Of uh... <laughs> <laughs>
2: all
1: right, Dan, where where can people find you?
2: Well, they can they can Google Dan Natterman, and um, and we'll include links to all your. Yeah, you I, I mean, at Dan Natterman for whether it's for Instagram, TikTok, which is something I knew for twenty two that I got on TikTok. There you go. Do you, you know, like it? I'm angry at TikTok. I don't feel that. I feel that they're trying to fuck me with the algorithm. I, I like some stuff that, like jokes that kill, like I post clips of my stand up that just kill every time at the clubs and then get nothing on Ugh. TikTok. And I'm like, I think either the people on TikTok are all 12 years old and don't appreciate it, <laughs> or the algorithm is fucking me. Yeah. Possibly,
0: yeah. possibly. Well, I see you every time I open my Instagram. I get a nice little like Instagram reel of yours. Well, they're always funny.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, the people that seem to like it are people that I don't need to like it. They're my they're comedians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're they're friends of mine anyway. And they oh, I love what you're doing on Instagram. <laughs> but you don't count.
0: Well, we saw the the other day um, we, we saw there was a, a clip going around. I'm sure you know about this. Of yeah, Louis the Louis. yeah, the Louie. One of your jokes. Sure. And I feel like that's a, that's a huge. Compliment. I
2: posted that clip on my Instagram feed. It didn't get that. Like this <laughs> clip that Louis C.K. said, oh, this is my favorite joke, it's Dan Natterman joke. And then so I posted the joke on TikTok, got nothing. <laughs> so I annoying. posted on Instagram, got nothing. <laughs> Now no one posted it on the comedy seller Instagram feed and yeah then I got a lot of response because the comedy seller Instagram feed has 120,000 followers so wow. and they
0: all like comedy presumably
2: and they all like comedy <laughs> yes so yeah. so, Maybe Louis so that himself. helped that helped but when I posted it on my own feed yeah
0: well we'll
1: we'll post it um, i mean it's the same for us yeah we post something and who likes it your mother and my mother your father my sister those
0: actually your mother doesn't doesn't like a lot of the the things that you say on
1: the podcast well that's true would like to have a word with you she yells so much at our podcast i mean i feel like she calls me after like i was screaming at you in the car i was screaming at you (laughs) <laughs>
0: okay. well that's okay because our parents love us unconditionally <laughs> but i want like joe from like iowa yeah to like us yeah and those exactly. are people I, and i've said this before i value our non-jewish listeners so much more so
2: well know. but there's enough jews out there to make a very good lit like modi, yeah, modi has yeah just said fuck it i'm just gonna cater to the jew and there's enough
0: yeah we're not yeah. like
2: there's a, a few million in america that's enough but we—I feel like we're you know? not like—and th- then you can get like, the 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 people. That you get the the Jews, and then you know maybe the Jew adjacent people. Yeah. If you sprinkle in people that are partially Jewish or have uh, heavy Jewish affiliations, like Coleman,
0: <laughs> we have. A, I think our our average.
2: Wait, but you know, as far as the person and I was concerned, you, you don't need him. No, but we want him. But you can't have everything.
0: No, but we and now
2: we live in a very niche world right now. Modi, Modi's not saying to himself, "I need the guy from Iowa." I'm saying, "Fuck the guy from Iowa." Right? I know what I am. I'm going to appeal to the guy from Borough Park. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But I, I think also like, you know, the the way we we kind of sure. do our thing is we 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 offer at least that's the feedback we've gotten from non-Jewish listeners. is We offer we, a, glimpse. a glimpse. A glimpse. OK, OK. Into
2: the uh, but, Jewish uh, but, world. OK. Well, and a but the, But not everybody wants a glimpse.
0: No. Some people don't want a glimpse. Some people want so, the whole enchilada. If they saw a glimpse uh, into no, my some life people today. don't want any
2: glimpse at all. Right. They're just Right. They're not interested. So, OK, that's fine.
1: Well, this week on, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. One Eli Lake, who we both respect very much, tweeted, you know, if you're not listening to this podcast, you're crazy, it's great, whatever, which was so nice of him. We didn't ask him to when he just did that. So one of his followers tweeted at him and was like, Eli, I really respect you. And I, I listen to your podcast because it's so deep and interesting. But 15 minutes into this podcast, and I don't understand why you're recommending it. <laughs> who cares what these girls have to say? Which I thought I was so good.
0: As long as Eli Lake is listening to this podcast, I don't care if he's our only listener. That's what I, I, mean, I said.
1: I'm like, "Danyenu. That's Dianu. fine." Yeah. I mean, we'll um, never get Michael Moynihan to listen to an episode, but at least Eli has our back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> who is your uh, who's who's on next uh, episode? Uh, we Ooh. actually
0: have, maybe we can say this, we have um Lahav Harkov coming up from the Jerusalem Post and she's going to talk to us about um the craziness in the Israeli government right now. What about
2: Anat Wolf? Um, Ooh, I, I love her I, I Wilf, actually reached out to her Wilf. I think
0: we follow each other on Twitter uh
2: she's great
1: but I didn't her. tell you
0: this highly I met somebody last night who uh, I think is gonna come on our podcast and he was in a uh, federal prison for 10 years for armed robbery Ooh. and he's like super Jewish and Ooh. he talks he's like, He's like, I want to come on your podcast. I want to talk about eating kosher mm. in like in prison and yeah. how I had to like fight off the black Israelites to tr- try to eat my kosher food. I'm like sold, <laughs> booked, you're done. So
1: that's great. Okay, yeah. good. We're giving everyone a preview. That's, that's, that's awesome. coming up. All right. Well, Dan, thank uh, you. Thank you for having thank me. Thank you much. so
2: much for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Nice to meet you, Kylie. Nice
1: to meet you. When when I'm in New York, we'll have to. Uh,
2: we'll have. We'll uh, go salad. to uh, Second Avenue Deli. Is it I kosher? Know. I don't know.
0: It is kosher. Uh, is, is it, it? kosher? I, th- I think it is. Yeah. Maybe it may
2: be just kosher style. It's no, no, kosher no, no. style.
0: I, I know my delis. Um, oh, really?
2: I'll but go. I mean, I'll I, go. I say
0: that and then I'll learn that it's not true because most most delis aren't kosher. I
2: think. The Olive Tree Cafe, of course, is not kosher.
0: No, it's Israeli style.
2: But if you go to a non-kosher restaurant, can you order anything? No. Can you I mean, order, like, order like like you know a salad or something? Some people but, do, but generally no.
1: Well,
0: go to the Olive Tree and you just bring a sandwich. How's that? <laughs>
2: Can you yeah? Can you order like uh, even even like a coffee or nothing Yeah, at all? drinks. Yeah, totally.
1: Alcohol yeah. is fine. Drink but coffee, not, not drink dry. Jam. Well, because
2: the kitchen, right? I mean, even if it's a, even if it's like a salad, it could have touched something. Yeah, exactly. Something. Yeah,
1: it's complicated. But yeah. Anyway, thank you everyone. Thank you, Dan. Bye, El. Bye. Bye,